Good morning and welcome to the practice of being aware of awareness. It'll be three bells, one in just a moment, uh, a bell midway through, and then the final bell will be an hour from now. So we begin by just bringing to mind our intention to accept everything just the way it is, which for me always begins by noticing what is, by being really, you know, getting in touch with my willingness to notice all aspects of what is populating my awareness right now. So we're just invite in you know, all the senses. What do we hear? What do we not hear? Do we smell? Do we taste? Is there any sense of touch or sensation? What do we see? Is there resistance to accepting any of what the senses are feeding to the consciousness? So then we can take this acceptance, obviously if there's resistance, we accept that. There is no other step. We just acknowledge that resistance is here. We do not try to get uh, get away from it or get it to go away. But we can notice if that's the movement 
if that's the thought, if that's the energy, if that's the habit. Is there a habit to notice pain in the body and reject it? Is there a habit to notice maybe a sound in the environment and something subtly or not so subtly wishes that it were not there? Can we accept that movement of reaction? sounds there or the feelings there and the reaction against the sounds there or the reaction against the feeling. Can we just accept all these movements in consciousness? The swirl. The twirl and the stumble, as Shalan Harkin calls it. So just letting attention kind of saturate the senses, looking for opportunities to accept. So the next step is perhaps turning to the interiority. Is there a sense of a certain emotion or a narrative about a feeling or a mood, a disposition? Can we first allow that to rise up and be seen? For me, it's manifests often as the how, how how am I doing narrative? How am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? Just this constant assessment. How, how am I doing now? We just get into that into that listening mode. listening for the undercurrent. Is there a bit of an undertow today? A bit of a sense of either regret or dread or just 
some residual energy that's wanting to be met, to be heard, to be felt. Again, just holding in our minds, in our hearts, our intention. Have more seeing be given. Get in touch with whether it's alive for you. To see all the different aspects of the shadow dancing into the light and back out. So we're inviting in the full range of emotion, thought, perception, and more particularly, where there's still apparently a request for the perception of separation. Where is it that we don't feel whole can manifest in the form of a persistent thought form that says this should not be like this. They should not be like this. I should not be like this. I should not look like this, act like this, feel like this. For me, feelings themselves often include a sub-narrative that it shouldn't be there. some version of this again, or this is still here, when an emotion plays through. So we're just listening to that, inviting that up. We want to see it. Want to allow it. I want to let it be. getting in touch with whether it's alive for us to let that energy complete itself. Without our interference, without managing it, pushing it away just a little bit, or clutching it and making it special, precious, putting up fences around it that way. So we're letting the body show us where there's holding. Where there's a contraction, where there's a clutch.
just allowing the light of our consciousness to shine right on it. We're not trying to do anything with it or about it. We're certainly not trying to get rid of it. We're not trying to conjure up some better feeling, object and consciousness. Just staying in touch with our intention to allow everything to be as it is and to let life play through us, to us, as us. One of the ways I, I check this is the question comes up, what is it I most don't want to feel right now? What thought stream or narrative do I most not want to hear right now? What would I rather not feel the whole day? If the whole day goes by and I never feel this, that would, that would be great. What is the this? Can we check to see if the this is here in some form? Whether it's like an achy heart or clutched nervous gut. or a hot reactive solar plexus, or perhaps a tight throat. So we're not trying to conjure it up, we're just checking. Is there anything under the surface that is habitually pushed down without, without us even knowing? And do we feel to invite that up? so we can be with it.
So by giving the fullness of our attention to the, the different objects that arise in consciousness, something that has a beginning and end, has a sensation, has a form, whether it's a feeling or a thought or perception. We allow attention to go there. And after attention has experienced it, after some manner of experiencing it, it just kind of loosens, just kind of permitted to be there. That's when we have an opportunity to notice that something's allowing all that noticing to happen, right? We can be conscious of our consciousness. We can be aware of awareness. What is it that knows the sensations in the body? What is it that hears the thoughts in the mind? And the first step to this process is like there's a separating out so that we notice the objects in consciousness and then the field of consciousness in which the objects arise. And it's a crucial first step those things are often just merged in there. Conditioning has them all just become a blur. We can push things away and we can habitually not notice. That's why we, we get clear. that even the most precious feeling or thought can't be what we are, because we're what sees it. That even the most precious feeling or thought is gonna go. No feeling ever stayed, no thought ever stuck around. They rise and they fall. They expand and they contract. That is the 10,000 things. And actually they're constantly in motion. I mean, emotions are just energy in motion. And we are what tracks it. We are what knows it. I'll read a little bit from Helen Hamilton, chapter 12. Being conscious of your consciousness. Everyone has something we all take for granted. We never notice our consciousness at all until we're under threat of losing it. 
consciousness has many qualities, but the main one we will focus on here is the power to observe. Consciousness feels like I when it observes through a body and when it believes it is the body, then it begins to think of itself as a me. This is how our sense of being, this is how our sense of being separated and isolated came. Most of us let our attention go right to what we are conscious of, such as our thoughts, emotions, relationships, and the world at large. But as part of this practice, we will spend some time each day noticing that we are conscious. The key with any of these practices is to ignore the mind's idea that it is simple and easy and quick to do. This must be a continual noticing for periods each day as in meditation. Our mind would like to quickly look and ask, am I conscious? Yes, I am conscious. Okay, next. Okay, now what? If you allow your mind to dictate this, to be a one-time noticing, then you are robbing yourself of a golden opportunity. Mind likes complexity and would rather think about what you are. Mind likes complexity and would rather think about what you are. Can we listen in and see if we can confirm this in our direct experience? That mind loves complexity and layers and layers and layers. and would always rather think about what we are, what we're not, what we've done wrong in thinking about what we are, better thoughts about what we are, even better, better thoughts about what we are, new and different ways to articulate and debate and reason and rationalize. Just thinking, thinking, thinking about what we are. Mind likes complexity and would rather think about what you are.
Can we notice this? Do we have a desire to see this in action? Are we willing today to catch this in the act? When we find ourselves absorbed in a thought stream, can we confirm in our direct experience one of the attributes of the mechanistic nature of mind is that it loves to spin, spin around and around in the complexity of thought and think about what it's thinking about, especially if it's spiritual. Think about whether it's thinking about it right. Think about whether it's thinking about it enough. Thinking about whether it's thinking about what it thought about in the right way. Just these endless loops. More and more complex. These edifice of thought structures and belief systems and words and concepts and pointings and teachings. Mind likes complexity and would rather think about what you are. You are simplicity itself, beginning to notice itself. And at first, you must make a little effort to not allow your attention to run away. And where does it run? Runs the thought to the complexity, to the thinking about that it is finally thinking about the questions it should be thinking about and the distinctions and the teachings and the better concepts we have now. Are we willing to see this mechanism at play? Is it our intention to watch this? Which of course doesn't mean trying to stop it.
means being conscious, that we are the consciousness that watches this mechanism. We are not the mechanism. That the mechanism does what it does for as long as, as, long as